Hello, hello. Hello. Am I connected? It's like immediately recording once you connect. Oh, wow. That's so intense. I know it is. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. It's exciting, right? Even though it's like, you know, like 941 on the East Coast, but it's cool. I know. We're going to push through. Yeah, when I told you to give me 20 minutes, I was like, uh-oh, she might be like, I got to go to bed. <laughs> I, I contemplated, but I was like, it's so hard to schedule time. This We have to get it done. It is super hard, especially as moms. Oh, my gosh. But, yeah, let's yes. get into it. Okay. So, yes. everyone, y'all welcome, Janae Easterly. Ooh, it's so different saying that last name. <laughs> I know, <laughs> I know, I know. Welcome, Janae Easterly, to Motherhood in Progress. And for those who listen, y'all already know, but for those who don't, Motherhood in Progress is a podcast that follows women's journey to and through motherhood. So I'm super excited to have Janae here because she's my old track teammate from back in the day. Uh, so long ago. And she took on the role of being my mother in college because everyone knows I'd be needing one. Um, <laughs> but Janae's awesome. Janae is a 33-year-old wife, mother of two. One is her, she's a bonus mom to one. And she recently had yeah. a son named Jamal. He's super cute. He's one and a half now. He is literally 103 weeks, 103, so he'll be two <laughs> next week. <laughs> Not 103 weeks, it's so off-brand for you. <laughs> it's so off-brand, but I think it was, you know, our dorm room in college, so. It was, and when they adopted me, it was like 103 plus one, so. It was literally. <laughs> and she is your favorite lawyer's favorite lawyer, assistant public defender in the 4th Judicial District in Ten- Knoxville, Tennessee. Her Ooh. passions are her son, Jamal. She's also a servant leader, so she really loves the people. She's a mentor for Black Girl, oh, sorry, for Girl Talk. She's a trustee board at church, and she's also on one nonprofit board. Used to be three, but she let two go. Had to go. Time is of the essence, man. You got to prioritize yourself. You got to be stretched too thin. Yes. And she loves working out still. And we have a group chat that tries to hold ourselves accountable. But I will say, sometimes it's me working out. Sometimes it's just her. And sometimes it's just breezy. But, you know, one day we'll all be, doing we'll all be on the same page, right? <laughs> all together. Oh, man. So, yeah, how are you feeling? I'll start off with how you feel. Are you excited? What's going on in your life? Oh, yes. I'm so excited. Um, work's been super busy, um, which is not, you know, far-fetched for a public defender. But. I mean, it's just more busy than normal, but I love it. I love being in the courtroom, so I'm excited. I'll be tired, but, you know, they say you, you become a mom. You get that extra superpower strength that you really didn't know existed. <laughs> and somehow you take it on. So, yeah, I guess I'll get to our first section. So choosing motherhood. When did you decide that you, like, wanted to have kids? So I didn't really decide I wanted to have kids. So like you said in the introduction, I have a bonus son. I've been in his life since he was three. Um, and so, I mean, you know, his his mom's around. So I was just kind of like filling in and like, hey, you know, let's, sure, let's <laughs> do this. And sure, I can learn how to cook and all these other things that are expected. Um, but I mean, I, I'm not going to say I didn't. I never wanted to have kids because I did. I just didn't, I didn't have a timeline on it. It was just like, oh, when it happens, Mm -hmm. it happens. And when it happened, 
it was not in the plans, but you know, we <laughs> we made it through. <laughs> I like that. So just kind of going with the flow a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I guess if you didn't really, you thought you were going to have kids, you didn't really have a timeline. Did you ever like sit down and think about kind of what you thought motherhood would be? Or like, did your experience with your bonus son help kind of frame that for you? Yeah, I guess it helped frame it for like, you know, the age three and up. Nothing could have prepared me for the newborn stage to now. <laughs> so I didn't really think it through because I have a twin and so and we have an older brother, but he doesn't have any kids. And so and all my cousins were all the same age. But when they had their kids, I was in law school or at Georgia Tech. So I I don't don't know, niece, no nephew, no nothing to like (laughs) introduce me to what I was about to experience. So I had Mm -hmm. zero expectations, like zero. I just, my mama always made it seem like it was so much, but she had twins. I'm like, girl, I ain't have no twins. So like I could have predicted that, but I I knew the Lord, I knew the Lord felt me on that one. So I just was like, whatever, (laughs) just figure it out. But I guess I thought I won't finish you. Right. Um, But like I did in my high school, we did have like an odd amount of girls that actually did get pregnant. So I guess maybe watching them, I was like, oh, I knew that was something I didn't want to do early. I was like, oh, that was like a lot of work. So I'm going to just go be outside and enjoy my life. (laughs) I'm going to be outside till I can't be outside. Yeah. How old were you when you um, conceived Jamal? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I was 31. And it was funny because my mom, like, prior to me telling her I was pregnant, she kept telling me, you going to wait till I'm old to have me a grandbaby. And I was like, and I told myself, like, this was an inner thought to myself. I mean, I guess I did think about it. I was like, okay, we'll just have kids. I have a baby when I'm 32. And Jamal came two days <laughs> after my 32nd birthday. So be careful what you ask for. For because real. <laughs> he came full steam ahead two days you after my birthday. You manifested that for real. You manifested that. <laughs> unintentionally Uh, like so unintentionally so along the lines of like conception could you share with us how you conceived Jamal okay so um I got married in 2018 and then so in 2019 like birth control was just y'all know you hit highs and lows but I had been doing good on the birth control I was on but then it just went south I was having hot flashes I felt like I was going through menopause and I was like uh, my husband was like just stop taking it I was like okay so like the logical person I am I'm like well we're not gonna have any kids so I'm tracking I track my cycle like through you know your apps on your phone so I knew like if it said you are peak ovulation I was like hey mission abort mission abort hey don't do that that." Um, and that worked for like oh you know two years we were good or like a year Mm -hmm. and a half I was cruising and then you know one day I just my cycle never came and I was like oh and I have like a normal cycle like I it was very easy to track nothing odd even like through being an athlete then it never came and then I was like whoa man what's going on here I was like where you at girl then when (laughs) when it was like two weeks I was like dang and I tell my husband I was like um my cycle didn't come he's like you're probably pregnant and we were doing (laughs) this I was doing this workout challenge and we took before and after pictures and it was like strict meal plan and everything. And I told him if I did it, he had to do it with me. And girl, he like chiseled up and got super fit. And I just looked like, bleh. 
And I was like, <laughs> dang, like, are we not eating the same thing? And I'm doing the workouts. He's not even doing the workouts. He's just doing the food portion. And he was like, well, Janae, you probably pregnant. I'm like, no, I'm not. Girl, I took five pregnancy tests, peed on three sticks. The first one was like faint. I'm like, yes, it's false. The other four was like, line, 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 like pregnant, 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 pregnant. I was like, oh man, okay. I still went to the doctor and made them take my. The doctor said, how many pregnancy tests you take? And I said, five. He said, yeah. <laughs> Were they all positive? I was like, yeah. He said, so why are you here? I was like, I'm just, you know, it's that 99.1%. I could be in the point, point nine. Yeah, no. I could be in the 0.9 where it's wrong. These could all yeah. be wrong. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I was, it was 100% right. And he sent me my referral to the OB and went seven weeks pregnant. I was like, oh, wow. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> we were both like, we just stared at because we were still in an apartment we were in the process of looking for a house and so it was like now we have to get out of this apartment we need to find a house because mm -hmm. we can't stay in this apartment with a baby like where his stuff gonna go um so yeah so that's kind of how that happened um I guess you can't say you didn't know you would get pregnant when you are taking part in the activities and things that will get you pregnant but I mean like I said <laughs> I would have it I just knew I could control it but jokes yeah, on me. you got you got caught slipping got caught slipping. Crazy. Got caught slipping. <laughs> so it sounds like you're like a little bit surprised like yeah you weren't planning but you also weren't like you know having birth control or like playing defense so when you did finally get pregnant you took all your five seven i don't know pregnancy <laughs> tests like after yeah afterwards like how are you feeling like you're like okay this happened and now what like what was the kind of mindset you went into after you accepted you're pregnant I, I don't think I really accepted it until I heard his heartbeat when we went and had the ultrasound I was like oh wow so it's really something in there but honestly I, I think after I peed on the first three sticks I went out I threw up I went outside and threw up and I was like <laughs> what the hell I'm pregnant like this is wild it was just so wild because it just was the furthest thing from my mind. Like, I don't know. And then I think like my husband, he was like, well, this is like, we both kind of were like, shoot, this happened like sooner <laughs> than we probably would have planned. But after we had the first doctor's appointment, um, we both got really excited. So much so mm -hmm. that we at first were like, we're not going to say anything the first trimester. It was Juneteenth and we got that heartbeat. Ken sent that sonogram to, my husband's name's Ken, by the way. He sent it to everybody. Everybody <laughs> went to Juneteenth, told everybody we ran into, like, hey, Janae's pregnant, Janae's pregnant, Janae's pregnant. I'm like, well, <laughs> there went that. So <laughs> that's so sweet. How did um your bonus son respond to like y'all being pregnant? Well, it was kind of a hard time for him because his mom was also pregnant at the same time and they were due like later that year in 2020, and Jamal came in 2021. So mm -hmm. he was just like oh okay and I think deep down he kind of hoped it wasn't a girl because he has all brothers and it's him so I think he was thinking like oh my gosh if it's a girl I'm really gonna be like kicked to the curb so mm -hmm. I think once he found out it was a boy he was like okay cool like he was happy <laughs> about that like okay same thing no surprises nobody knew <laughs> yeah like a boy can fit into the fold <laughs> yeah yeah for sure well, that's cool. So, like, take us into your journey on pregnancy now. Like, 
I guess, talk about your first trimester. What was that experience like for you? What was the best part? You Okay, I feel like I had the most boring pregnancy ever. Like, I was just <laughs> walking around like, oh, I'm pregnant, I guess. No, like, no cravings. I, like I said, I threw up, I think, out of nerves of being pregnant. I didn't have mm-hmm. any more. I didn't have any morning sickness. Nothing. Like, nothing. People are like, do you feel the butterflies and the hiccups and flutters? No, I don't feel a thing. I really... <laughs> I don't feel a thing like I was sleeping I was still exercising but I did you know you start like going to google md and it's like oh until you get 20 weeks like don't overexert yourself don't overheat yourself like stay hydrated so 100% like backed off of working out mm-hmm. um until I did get uh to 20 weeks but I was oh and we did the quad test where you could find the gender out at 12 weeks um by the doing the blood or whatever and so when we found out it was a boy like we were very once we accepted the fact that we were pregnant we were very like if it's a girl what's her name gonna be boom we had names if it's a boy what's his name boom so then we found it was a boy it was like okay boom his name is jamal move on to the next thing like um Mm -hmm. (laughs) let's push forward so i mean my first trimester was easy breezy like Nothing exciting. I'm telling you, like, Jazz, nothing exciting happened in my first trimester. <laughs> this actually sounds quite exciting because a lot of women have a totally different story. It's like, I was exhausted. I was throwing up. I was this. Honestly, your boring pregnancy sounds exciting for a lot of women. Yeah, it was so, yeah. I'm listening to all your episodes on the podcast. So I'm like, dang, I was throwing up. Dang, you couldn't work. Gosh, that must suck. I was just like, no cravings, nothing. Just like, eating and living life and going to work going to court like is my stomach showing yet no okay so (laughs) you know what you was blessed with that because you got to go to court and defend these people you can't be out here tired or like hello or whatever they don't care they don't care nothing about my pregnant belly and they care about their life and their case so yeah that was it was a blessing I will say like second trimester I was tired but still it was like I was in private practice at the time, too, when I uh, was pregnant. So my boss was super, like, flexible. Like, I got to eat all the time. And, like, I could rest. But I I never got, like, super sleepy until, I would say, the middle of the second trimester into the third. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Were you, like, trying to take naps during the day? Or what, like, how... How sleepy is sleepy for you? Yeah, it was like, it would just be at one point in the day, like from 1 to 2.45, I would just like, I have to put my head down. Like, I promise you from 2.45 to 5 p.m., I will punch the clock and give you my all. But I need this extended lunch break because I'm not going to make it. And then I got super hungry. Um, But more so like for stuff I couldn't have, like I wanted to eat a lot of like you can't eat fish and I'm like okay well um and then I stopped like uh I guess I had like uh food was aversions like I didn't like sweet potatoes anymore I didn't Mm -hmm. like vegetables that I used to love um so just trying to find something that I actually like to eat was kind of my thing and so I just and then what you broke up a little bit oh i'm sorry i did a lot of snacking so snacking a lot like i had like nuts and fruit but not too much fruit because you know they're like sugar you don't want to have gestational diabetes i'm like golly what can you can't eat no fruit don't eat a (laughs) banana like what if i cramp i was it was so much for me trying to process but it was cool yeah 
So then since you had a pretty boring pregnancy, then what do you feel like was the biggest challenge? Um, I'm sorry, say that part again. I said, even though you had a boring pregnancy, what did you feel like was your biggest challenge throughout the pregnancy? Okay, so I got COVID um, eight months pregnant. And in 2020, um, they thought that COVID caused blood clots. And so I had to legit give myself shots in the side of my stomach um, for as a blood thinner. It was like mm-hmm. the hip stomach area. And I had to give myself those shots um, for five days straight. And I was paranoid because I was eight months. Like it was the end of December going into January. And I, what if I go into labor and you guys have me on blood thinners? And yeah. they're like, oh, um, it's okay. Uh, you know, we'll work it out. Uh, I was like, well, work it out. That, that doesn't even make sense. And so uh, when I went back to my next appointment, she was like, yeah, Janae, um, you're only going to do that for, you only do that for four days. And I'm like, right. And they were like, we just, the studies are still rolling in. We don't know how COVID is affecting the baby. Um, so we just need you to do that. And I'm like, okay. But that was like scary because one, I lost my taste. So then I didn't want to eat anything, but yes. I knew I had to eat, but I literally couldn't taste anything. So I didn't want anything to eat. Um, I just remember eating like cabbage soup that my auntie made for me mm-hmm. um, and trying to stay hydrated. Uh, I didn't, like, like I said, I lost my sense of taste, but also, you know, I'm um, like counting kicks, how they tell you, you know, count the kicks and count them. Are you still there? A little girl. Her stomach used to look like, I'm talking about like a boot in a washing machine, a dryer. Like her stomach, boom, boom, boom. Jamal didn't move like that. Like I could feel some kicks here and there. So when they were telling me like to overly be cautious on counting kicks when I had COVID, I didn't, like I would freak out because I was like, oh my gosh, is he moving? Is he moving? Because he was super chill. Like he didn't beat me up a lot. So yeah, that was super challenging um just because nobody knew and then even after we caught COVID it's like getting ready to go to the hospital I was like uh Ken if you have COVID like I don't want to have COVID because they put you in the COVID wing of the maternity ward which looked like death I'm like oh my gosh I want to be down there I I don't want to wear a mask and so (laughs) I was super paranoid like Ken if you get sick I'm gonna have to go in there by myself and I don't want to die he was like you're not gonna die like black women die giving birth I don't want to (laughs) die they do it's not about I don't know. You keep uh, going in and out for me. I wonder if you can hear me right now. Can you hear me? Oh, Jasmine, I lost you. Can you hear me? Oh, okay. I hear you now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is the second time you went out. I'm like, oh no, what's happening? Okay. You're back. So yeah. So you went out at the portion where you were saying you didn't want to be in the COVID wing because it looked like death and women be dying during pregnancy. And I was saying, we laugh, but it's not something to laugh about, but it'd be true. I know. Oh, there you are. Uh-oh, we might need to uh, try this again. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. But that was the okay. last thing I that was the last thing I said. Like, I just didn't want to die giving birth. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, that's honestly a true fear. Like, a lot of women, too, honestly. Yeah. Like, super. That's the hardest part. I'd say that that was the hardest part of my pregnancy for sure. 
That does sound like hard, especially at like the peak of kind of COVID, like the beginning of it where we knew nothing about it. That sounds nothing. Like, like a very nothing. big like mental challenge. Yeah. How did the um did the sickness affect you? Anything outside of like um not being able to taste? No. Mm-mm. I mean, oh, I, and I couldn't really say like, oh, I was super tired because I was in my third trimester. So I was tired anyway. So I couldn't, yeah. I couldn't distinguish pregnancy tired from COVID tired. So mm-hmm. <laughs> it was just like, I'm tired, but whatever, I'm still here. Yeah. So can you tell me some ways that you were supported throughout your pregnancy? Oh, obviously my family was like super excited because it's my parents' first um, uh, biological um, grandchild because my brother has a set of twins that he adopted. So um, I had the first baby. So they were super excited. Um, My husband, since he had been through this before, he like knew everything. It was almost like he was telling me how to be pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) He knew everything. He was like, oh, well... You don't even have it. Like, even he'll tell, like, if he was down here, he would tell you, like, oh, yeah, Janae didn't have any cravings or nothing. Like, because, like I said, another one of our friends were pregnant and he was talking to the husband in that situation and he was running around crazy, you know, trying to satisfy cravings. And he was like, oh, Janae, she chill. Like, the only thing he didn't really like was I have to commute to work and it's like a 25 to 30 minute drive. And so, like, the the further it got my pregnancy, he was like, you look you don't need to be going down this highway and you go into labor. But I mean, he came, he came to all my appointments and um, he really just made sure I had what I needed. He, and then after the 20 weeks, he was like, you need to stay active because you got to push this baby out. So he literally was telling me how to be pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) He was like a coach, like, this is what you need to be doing. Okay. But he, I mean, he was right. So. But he put you in back in like a workout plan after your week 20? A small one, just to make sure. He was like, just like, get your wind up. His, he just kept saying, you need to have your wind. Like, you need to have endurance. And I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. And you know, like the the dead athlete in you, or you just think defaultly, like, I can do this. What you mean? Like, I ran 350 turnarounds, broken 400s. I can, what endurance? What you mean? <laughs> but yeah, it's a whole different level of endurance for sure. What kind of um, exercises did he have you doing? We so we was more so walking, but like the so the closer it got uh in my pregnancy, Jamal like he came on his due date. He came at forty weeks. Like I couldn't have predicted it any better. But I had zero dilation, like zero, nothing, nada. So when I didn't want to be induced. And so he was like, you got to have, you got to do squats. You got to do lunges. You got to do like <laughs> modified jumping jacks. And so he would literally like, we would go in the basement and we would sit in the garage and I would do lunges and squats and he would count them for me. He's like, okay, take a break, drink some water. We got to go again. <laughs> so, and I had I'm a physio ball. Yeah, I had a physio ball. So he'd be like, okay. Like, if we were just sitting watching TV, he would say, get on the ball. You got to bounce. And I'm like, okay. He's like, and roll it. Because my husband, he's a dancer, too. So he was like, you know, it was like, isolation. It's like, come on, get your body <laughs> I'm loving this version of Ken. Like, he just went into full, like, I don't know, coach dad mode. Coach he did. Mode. Co- like, coach father husband mode, for sure. Like, that is exactly <laughs> the mode he went into. I like it. I feel like most times men, like, I don't know, maybe just try and sit there and support you and wait for you to tell them what to do sometimes because yeah, they might not no. know how it feels or to be pregnant at all. But it feels mm-hmm. like he's just like, 
Mm-mm, this is what you're going to do. You're going to feel better. You got to get ready. I like that. Literally. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. That was exactly. 100% his motto. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put that in the quotes. That's going to be on the Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So how did you bond with Jamal throughout your pregnancy? You know, so listening to all your episodes, it's so funny because I feel like everybody kind of is connected and how they bonded with their baby. So obviously like your last guest like the shower was the best because I just got to talk to him and then Jamal while he didn't give me a lot of movement throughout my pregnancy at nighttime he would take he was head down the entire time so he never flipped never had to worry about him being breached he would take the heel of his foot Jasmine and he would ram it like up through the top of my the top part of my belly and it would look Mm -hmm. like a knot and it would be every (laughs) night at like 2 30 it never failed and so I would <laughs> this is probably horrible I would get some freezing cold water and I would drink it and I would watch him like shake because the water <laughs> <laughs> and I would tell him I would say okay come on be nice to mommy and I would drink it and he would just my stomach would just shake <laughs> and I would crack up and then um <laughs> This is, I mean, that's how we bonded. Like, my mother always said I wasn't super nurturing, so she she was so like curious <laughs> of how I would act pregnant. But I mean, you got the same Janae. Like, this is how I show my love. Like, come on, dude, move. So, Get out the way. <laughs> yes, exactly. Reposition yourself, please, but don't flip. Um, and like I would listen. I listened to the Lauren Hill Zion song. Like that song was it's a classic, right? But I feel like until you like are growing lungs and channeling this inner goddess energy that you have when you have a baby. Mm-hmm. This song just touches you so much more. So I sing, I sung that song to him all the time. And then, okay, so Smokey Robertson, um, Cruising, the old school song. Yo, Jamal loved that song. Every time it came on on a commercial, he would move. And so <laughs> I would just play that song and he would just like, I'm telling you, he didn't, he never like beat me up. So it'd just be small little kicks and little pokes and I'm like he loves the music he loves this song he's gonna so, be a dancer like his daddy he gonna be something them feet was running all through the ultrasound so I don't know if he gonna be a runner or a dancer but he definitely <laughs> was responding to music while he was in my um stomach for sure so and so cute. I talked to him all the time I'm telling you like because his birthday's February 4th mine's the second we had conversations I was like son I'm a twin I already shared my birthday you do not want to come on the second and so whenever I kept saying he's gonna come on your birthday I was like nope we have an understanding he's not gonna come <laughs> he's gonna get his own day and he didn't like <laughs> zero dilation he was not trying to come at all like, I like that me and him already had to talk we figured this we out. did we did we had to get on the same page and we had to get on the same page for sure that is so funny. I feel like yourself, myself, and then Jay, the previous guest, we like all have babies that are like, I guess, estimated to come around our birthday. And we're just like, yes. yo, please don't do it. Please. please all right. do it. I'm already sharing my whole body with you. Right. Do we have to share a birthday? Do we have Pick to? Pick your own day. Like, just be your own person. <laughs> yeah, let's start it right now. Be independent. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> let's move into birth story. Can you like share with us? just like the play-by-play just like from beginning of when you even thought you're about to go into labor and just like all the way through birth okay so 
Um, I'll lead with, I had Jamal at a hospital slash birthing center. So the birthing center was in the hospital. So the hospital was super accommodating on like, as soon as I reached 35 weeks, I got to sit down with them and make a, like, tell them my birth plan, tell them what I wanted. Um, they had pools and balls and all these other things that you could have in your room if you wanted. So that was like a so easy. I was so grateful. And I had, um, I had a doctor, but of course, uh, I didn't realize this is what I was doing, but I'm happy it kind of worked out that way. The way my appointments fell, I met with three midwives, three different midwives, as long as well as my doctor. So I got super comfortable with two of them. One of the girls, she was horrible. I, and it was the one I had when I had COVID. She couldn't give me any answers. She was just like, give yourself a shot in the stomach. I was like, no. Like you are horrible. <laughs> so me and Sarah, uh, well, Sarah and I, we bonded. And so I was like, okay, I got two, two midwives that I like. And then I have my doctor because they don't tell you um, that if the hospital's full, when you go into labor, they'll send you to the near, like it's the University of Tennessee hospital. And I was like, so what does that mean? And my doctor said, well, somebody over there will deliver the baby. I was like, somebody that I don't know. She was like, mm -hmm. yes. I said, oh, negative ghostwriter. He will be coming <laughs> out whenever you're on the clock. And she was like, well, I may not be here. I was like, okay, but as long as like, so I made sure I'm like, so you work what day? And then Sarah's on what day? I just had to make sure one of them were in rotation because mm -hmm. I just didn't want like um, somebody that I had no, no experience with because there was a male doctor and they said he's great but I had never I never met with him before and my doctor yeah. and my midwife they were so in touch with like my body like I had great blood pressure my whole pregnancy but then towards the end I started like killing breakfast like I was eating biscuits and gravy and bacon like almost <laughs> every day for a week straight and my blood pressure went up but not enough to trigger like oh you have high blood pressure so when a nurse was looking um, at my chart, she was like, oh, I was like, she gave me the number. And I said, oh, wow, um, that's high. And she was like, no, it's not. And then my doctor like immediately came in. She was like, girl, what you been eating? And she was black. And so I was super, I was like, what you mean? She said, uh, what you been eating? And I said, oh, like a pork plate special, I guess, like sausage <laughs> and bacon <laughs> and French toast. She said, how about we stop? She's like, cause your blood pressure is getting high. And I was like, oh, and like at that moment, I'm like, okay, I'm in good hands because my blood pressure numbers were not high to trigger like an alert for somebody who didn't really pay attention to me but my doctor was already on it and so was Sarah um so super comfortable with them but Jasmine like you were part of my birth story so I know you were in the process of becoming a doula and so you know we talked and like I, I guess I've been saying throughout this whole episode I did not dilate I it was February my birthday is February 2nd I think I went to the doctor like the 30th or something no dilation I went, then I had to go back on the third. And so she was like, um, Janae, if he doesn't come by Friday, which would be the fifth, you're going to get induced um, Friday night because they didn't like you going past your 40 week mark because, you know, I guess the baby's fully developed and he could eat his feces because he's like, you know, peeing and boo-booing what you eat at this point because he's a full grown human. Okay. So she was telling me that the um, chances of stillbirth are high. So she was going to induce me that Friday. And I did not, I did not want to be induced. Yeah. I did not want to be induced because I'm like, how you going to force my body to do something that clearly is not even ready to do because I ain't even dilated. So, mm -hmm. 
Um, I talked to you and you were telling me like, look for your mucus plug in this bloody show. And my naive <laughs> self was waiting for this big like flash of blood to like or something to fall out my legs. And I didn't know what that was. <laughs> and I remember waking up on the third and it was like this gooey stuff. Now, I, I think I sent you a picture because it was early. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Jasmine's not about to respond because she's in Texas or about to, I don't know where she is, but we're on a different time zone. And you was like, that's it. Yay. Yep, like, come yep. on, keep going. <laughs> and I was like, oh, great. So um, Ken took me down here in this garage and we got to doing lunges and squats. No lie, I probably did like 500 lunges and squats. Not just oh like God. in a row, but like a set of 20. Then I take a break. Then I do another set of 20 and take a break. So between like January 30th and February 3rd, I got to three centimeters. And she was like, okay, Janae, I'm proud of you. You're not going to get induced. I was like, nope, I'm not. Like, I do not no, want ma'am. to. No, ma'am. So I'm walking up steps and everything. So that night, um, it would have been the third. Yeah, it would have been the third. I, okay, just preference. I had a great cycle growing up. I didn't have cramps. I never cramped. Like, I didn't get nauseous, nothing. So when people tell you labor feels like period cramps, for somebody who's never experienced period cramps, yeah, that doesn't help me. Yeah, and you have no point of reference. I have no point of reference. No point of reference. And I have a, a semi-high pain tolerance. So mm-hmm. I just got super uncomfortable. Um, And I remember I didn't want to eat anything. I ate half a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And then I just remember being super uncomfortable. And Ken was like, you want to go to the doctor? I was like, no. I was like, they. I, everybody keeps saying when you go into labor, you'll know. I'm sitting, just sitting on the couch and then I start timing the pain, right? Cause I'm not equating this random pain to contractions. Cause again, I have no point of reference cause yeah. I never had a cycle cramp and the timer was everywhere. It was like three minutes, seven minutes, 10 minutes, 12 minutes, six minutes. And I was like, whoa, well that's not it. Cause you know, people say your, you know, your contractions are supposed to come like on a consistent number or something. So I just sit there still, but then I got so uncomfortable. I said, no, fuck this. This shit hurt. Take me to, <laughs> take me to the hospital. <laughs> Sorry for cussing on the podcast. I'm, oh, that's fine. You can I'm say whatever you person. want to say. Okay. And so we get in the car and we get to the hospital. And so the night shift nurse, she checks me, right? And okay, this is like a key part. And when I wish if my head would have been thinking, I would have, I should have like called you. And you probably could have helped me navigate through this. So the midnight mm-hmm. nurse, she checks me, but she like rams her hand when uh, she checks me. And I almost like no. kick her. Yeah, I was like, ouch. I was like, dude, that hurt. Like, I was like, I never had a problem getting checked. Why are you like, why are you so rough? And she was like, well, your water broke. So we're going to go ahead and admit you. And oh so me, God. I'm sitting here like. Hold on. You sound just like Janelle. Janelle's first baby, Zuri, she said that she had a really, really uncomfortable person who was giving her, like, um, the check, and then that, that broke her water. And she was like, I'm not even ready for my water to break. Look, but how look, this happen again? Jazz, I'm telling you, she was so rough. She told me my water broke, right? So I get admitted. This is, like, at 2 a.m. Uh, so we're on the morning of the 4th. I'm sitting there and I'm and like literally nothing's happening. We're still at three centimeters. And so yeah. the anesthesiologist, he makes his rounds at like six. And they were like, Do you want? I was like, I do want an epidural. I said, but like I don't want it right now. Like I think I, I'm doing good. And so, like, I'm telling you, since it was a birthing center inside the hospital, the nurses were great. They were like, No, Janae, here comes the contract, just breathe. And I'm like, I'm breathing, and then it stopped. And I'm like, Is it over? And they're like, yeah. And so 
the logical me how I think I was like how long do I have to do this and they were like um so the baby comes and I said how many centimeters am I at they were like three I said oh no thank you um tell the man to come back so I think about eight or nine o'clock that morning I got an epidural and I was still at three centimeters and so it was this sweet nurse um she she came and she was like do you mind if I check you and I was like I do I was like I don't want to be checked again I was like that midnight nurse like she like hurt she was like I don't think your water's broke and I was like huh and then she goes did your water break I said is it supposed to be like the movies like I'm supposed to feel something and she was like yeah I said oh well then no I said the nurse just told me that my water was broke I never felt my water break. And she was like, okay. So she checks me. She's like, my hands are small. I'm just, let me, I promise you, let me just get one more person. She goes and gets this other nurse, Jasmine, that nurse, stick her hand. She's like, oh yeah, your water ain't broke. She literally just boop, turns her like clockwise. Boop, there goes the water. We got action. Oh. Yeah. This water broke. Now I start dilating. Like I'm at five centimeters, like almost instantly. <laughs> like, wow. So you mean I sat here for hours? And my water hadn't even broke yet. <laughs> they were like, yeah, we're sorry. She nicked. So what the lady did when she checked me and it was rough, she nicked my water. So I was just slowly leaking fluid. And okay. so it wasn't fully broke. So off that being said, it was like noon on the, on the fourth. And so now I'm finally at five centimeters but still like Jamal when I say he was not trying to come and since I had already got the epidural you know well you don't because you know you are OG you went mother nature and had your baby natural but <laughs> kind of go numb well, not kind of like you can't feel your legs so they were rolling me and repositioning me like every 20 minutes like they were putting a little ball between my legs and they were stretching me they were trying to do anything to get Jamal to start moving mm -hmm. um and then uh, they started talking about Pitocin. And I was like, well, I, I was like, I heard horror stories about Pitocin. They said, well, your body's already kind of laboring. So we're not going to give you a full dosage. They just gave me like a little bit at six o'clock. And when they gave me, I didn't have a horrible experience with a Pitocin because I, I guess because they were really hesitant in every intervention that they gave me because okay. they figured out like, since your water was never broken, like let's let her body catch up with what this process is right now. So at six o'clock, they're like, we'll give you a little bit of potassium. We're not gonna give you full dose. And I was like, okay. And when they did that, I got to five and a half centimeters and I was at six. Like then I started like laboring like at a normal rate. So then by yeah. 30. I was like at nine or whatever number you got to get to before you start pushing. And then yeah, my, my midwife came in and was like, all right, you ready to have a baby? I was like, now? She was like, yeah. I was like, oh, I mean, but I got to take a nap. I got to do everything. Like I was chilling. The one thing I did not like was I was thirsty. And so mm -hmm. I just kept looking at the, the clock and I was like, can I come in a drink? And I felt like they just were ignoring me. They kept bringing me ice chips. And I was like, okay, I mean, this is fine, but can you put some water in the cup or something? <laughs> and they were like, no, you just, they just like, you're not here. Just, just keep here. They just kept bringing me ice chips. And so when they left, I was like, Ken, let me have a sip of your body armor. He was like, you're going to throw up. I was like, I just want to sip. Like, I'm literally feel dehydrated. He was like, you're going to throw up. He got, I, I barely like wet my mouth. I took a sip. He was right. I threw up. <laughs> like as soon as I started pushing like 100% I was like uh, and the nurses looked they said who gave her something to drink and Kim was like she wanted it she only took a sip they were like okay Janae 
now that you've thrown up, you see why we don't want you to um, drink anything. I was like, I'm sorry. I just, it just feels so wrong for you to put me through this exercise. I felt like I was running track <laughs> with no nutrients. Like I haven't eaten, I don't have any water and you keep giving me ice chips. Now you're telling me to push. And, and how so, long had it been now? Like you got in there at three the first midnight nurse made you think that your water had broken yes. and that was at 2 a.m what time yes. was it before you started actually pushing I didn't start pushing till 9 9 30 that night 9 30 that night oh wow so the next day next day uh, well like same day but next day because it was like same 2 a.m of the fourth so nine yeah 9 30 the night of the fourth is when I finally wow. started pushing wow that's a long time it's so long but I mean, I took a nap. Like I was chilling. Yeah. Like I said, like it was so much downtime. Once I got comfortable, I really like. I just wish you would have called me because I would have put you on video or something. Because you were supposed to talk me through that. But you I know. know. I thought she was gonna call me. I was like, if she gets an epidural, I know she'll call me. But if she doesn't, I assume she's probably just like you know going through a lot. She gotta like push her whole baby yeah, out, so she probably yeah. don't want to be on the phone. Yeah, we didn't have good service. I was just so mad. Like after I had the baby, I was like, "Oh my gosh, I was supposed to call Jasmine." <laughs> like it was just like I, I should have called her. For y'all okay. listeners, I was like getting my doula certification online <laughs> during the pandemic, and so Janae was like my first like client per se. But you know, during the pandemic, they weren't letting anybody be in there, so it's not like I could go out to Tennessee and like be there. So right. I was like, well, you know, just call or text me. And we did your birth plan together. Mm-hmm. How did the birth plan kind of work? Did you take it to somebody when you came in there? Or was it just like in in your head? Like, y'all remember? No, they had morning? it. No, they had it. No, they had it. They had everything. They had everything that, like chart, paperwork, like everything. When I say the, that hospital was on it, they were on it. And so when I asked for the epidural, they were like, um... But in your birth plan, you know, you said you wanted to try the ball and walking. And I was like, I know what I said, <laughs> but uh-uh. <laughs> they were like, well, let's just try. And so, so, but when they got me up to try to walk and stuff, I kept feeling like I had to push. And they were like, no, not yet. And I was like, well, I feel like it. Or I got to go to the bathroom. And they were like, maybe it's the bathroom. They was like, you know what? Just sit back down. Just whatever. Just sit back down. Because I think mm. I was like super adamant. They were like, you're going to push your baby out in the toilet. And I'm like, mm, I don't think so. I was like. <laughs> I think this is something else. And they were like, mm, Janae, we're, just sit back down. I was like, okay. But they kept bringing it up. They're like, are you sure you want us to? I was like, no, I just want, the, I, I lied. I just want the drugs. I was like, y'all, I, I never had a cramp before in my life. This, it hurts. But I feel like, I think more so it was mental because I had been at three centimeters for a whole day. And I was like, I'm never going to get to not, like, I'm never going to get there. And so I was like, forget this, give me some medicine. And I had a friend from high school who told me, she was like, don't let anybody make you feel bad. It's modern medicine. Our ancestors had to experience that pain, girl. Get them drugs. Oh, <laughs> I heard when I was sitting there, I was like, man, Jasmine said, and her name's Jasmine. I was like, she said, get them drugs. I need to get them drugs. Dope <laughs> so, me up. Give me something. Yes, give me something. And like, it literally felt like one time in college, we were in this workout where it was endless 200s and we had to run them at 30 second pace but when you cross the finish line you had two minutes to make it back around the other side of the track but if you made it back quicker than two minutes you had to go I literally no lie like after I got to the hospital I text coach Lapsley and I was like labor felt like that endless 200 workout for like two hours because <laughs> Jamal wasn't born until eleven forty one, so I was pushing for like two hours and at one point 
I think I told them I quit and they were like no Janae I was like yeah I'm just done like you're lying <laughs> to me he's not coming and then I were asked for a mirror I was like I want to see and they were like you want to see I was like yes and boy they held that mirror up I was like whoa <laughs> Oh, nice. You had a mirror. Bro, that was, I don't know why I wanted to see. Because um, they were like, because Ken kept telling me, oh, you're doing so good. Like, here comes his head. And when I went to look, girl, the head went back up. I said, oh, y'all lying. His head ain't right there. <laughs> it just disappeared. And they was like, no, Janae, like, it's right there. And um, like your last guest, I think when I started pushing, you know how they tell you, like, oh, you're going to. You know how to push. No, I didn't. I didn't know. I think the first three times they were like, mm, Janae, that's not it. Like sit down, <laughs> and, like press down and push. I was like, like you going to the bathroom? They was like, kind of, but like use your pelvis more. And what they should have, it was like doing a hip bridge. I, what they should have said, that would have like registered in my brain a little bit more to like push down and not mm -hmm. just like push the strain or whatever I don't know but I finally got it and once I got it I could tell they could tell when I was really trying and when I wasn't they're like oh yeah that was a good push and then the second one they'd be like you didn't try I'm like yeah I didn't I'm tired like I'm sorry let me just do this again <laughs> two minute rest and it was it was like every 30 seconds it was like 30 seconds two minutes two minute rest and that's that was the rhythm that we did the entire time mm -hmm. and he came out and you know what me and my son y'all he came out and he boo-booed on me like that's the first thing he did like <laughs> all on my chest I said wow all this work and you just shitting on your mama already he was just, just claiming no his territory because remember when I first met him he threw up on me he did he did <laughs> that must be his love language right must be his love language that's, that's our theory that's our theory for right now yes and so he was 21 inches seven seven pounds 10 ounces and yeah just came out happy as ever crying screaming and yeah yeah wow. that was that's Jamal so my question is since I'm not super knowledgeable about, knowledgeable about epidurals so when you were pushing could you feel the pushing or Bruh. like taking away yeah. the epidural so you could feel it like no. what happened then uh -uh. I think I think that epidural is misleading because people get them thinking they won't feel the pain no it calms the contractions down so like throughout the day I wasn't feeling the real hard contractions but when you start to push that pressure no you mm -hmm. feel that a hundred percent like I literally kept saying the doctor said what happened no the midwife Sarah was like are you okay I said my vagina fell out on the floor and she was like <laughs> Janae I was like it's in the floor it's somewhere it's not in not on my body yeah, it's not in my body. It's literally in the floor. And that, like, no, I felt all of that. I was like, yeah, <laughs> gone. thank you for this $3,000 drug that you just put in me. But I still felt that pressure from this baby. Wow, that's wild. So that's interesting. It's like, so you didn't feel the contractions, but you feel the pressure of like the yeah. baby's head kind of in your yeah. pelvis area. Yes, yes. That's interesting. Yes. Yeah, that's 100% what I felt. I'm telling you, I was like, my vagina fell out. And they said, stop saying that. I'm like, and then, you know, like they don't, I didn't tear. Whoop, whoop. Oh, good. So I was so happy. But what they, you need to look out for your skin stretches. So I had like a, a strawberry, like a, a, a floor burn per se. So I didn't tear, okay. but it was felt like, like little cuts and slits. That yeah. was a whole nother story that part two needs to really talk about postpartum care because <laughs> that junk is the devil. That's the worst part. The yes. after pregnancy part. That's um, true. The aftercare. That part two, that part two gonna hit for man, our you know, aftercare. Is, 
<laughs> oh, we gonna get them up. We gonna get them listeners up. But yeah, no, like yeah, no, you feel the pressure at first. Like I feel all of that. I was like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. Wow. Is, crazy. is there any way to describe what that pressure feels like? Because like we were trying to describe cramps. I mean, uh, contractions by cramps, which you didn't have a frame of reference for. Did you feel like you had a frame of reference for that pressure? Like when you think about it now. Yeah, I'm telling you, it feels like your vagina is falling out of your body. <laughs> it's like somebody is pressing down so really I think when people tell you to do like pelvic floor exercises and hip bridges you now that I've pushed a baby out I 100% can see how that can be beneficial because it really feels like your pelvic floor collapsed to me that's what it felt like it felt like a ton like bricks were on my pelvic floor pushing down trying to get through and then once he came out it was over but then I felt like nothing you know like again my vagina's in the floor yeah Yeah, nothing was there it's in the floor like pick it up and put it back in please okay (laughs) so did your um placenta birth did that hurt you or was that just like you know oh no that I I I was like what is that oh that's a little afterbirth thing yeah no go ahead and put that no mm -mm. they that came right on out like (laughs) I didn't like them pressing on my stomach but it wasn't that bad like it the placenta birth yeah I actually have a picture that Ken took a picture. He was like, "Ooh, look at that!" I'm like, "Ooh, that looks gross." But no, no. <laughs> yeah, that was fine. That was fine. <laughs> and I was happy. My epidural. I don't know how they like. I didn't hit the button every time either. So like, I dealt with a lot of the pain because she. They kept telling me like, "Hit the button if you want more." I didn't. I didn't hit it throughout. Like I just whatever dose is going in the bag and little in my veins or whatever. That's what I dealt with. And um, I will say like probably by one o'clock that morning like I was up and walking like my leg you know some people say like they go limp or they they feel like they're paralyzed or they try to wake their legs up after Mm -hmm. labor because the epidural has to wear off mine was like almost instant I was like no I can walk and they were like are you sure I'm like "Mm -hmm. I feel you hitting my leg like I can stand up and so yeah I was up and walking into the bathroom like by like one or two that morning so the next morning I mean so oh that's awesome Wow. So this mm-hmm. is like almost a how like a twenty hour birth, would you say? Yeah, it's a, yep, twenty hours. That's that's the number I always say. I'm like, because okay. I don't really know when you're supposed to start when labor is supposed to start, but I started it at two AM when I went to the hospital. I was like, Well, yeah. when I got uncomfortable, this is that's when his labor started. So Yeah, I'd be thinking about that too, because now that you say you were three centimeters and you were three centimeters for a long time. Like, I remember when I was pregnant and when they measured me and I was three centimeters, they're like, okay, well, you can come home. You can go home and then come mm-hmm. back when you're six. And I was like, I don't think I can go home right now. Right. Like, I don't think I can do this. I think I need to stay here because I'm very, very uncomfortable, blah, blah, blah. And so they let me stay, which thankfully they did because for me, my birth was like really, really fast and aggressive. Oh, but wow. It just makes me think that like, if you had gotten to the hospital and you're at six centimeters, then, you know, I guess I wonder what would have changed for you. Like maybe the epidural oh, yeah. would have been later or possibly no epidural. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think it's definitely that. Um, I don't know if you're I don't know if you're going to have her on your show, but Taylor's birth was super quick. She was six centimeters when she got to the doctor. Um, mm-hmm. I'll let her tell her birthing story. But yeah, hers went fast. Like okay. they had to slow down her labor to give her an epidural because <laughs> she was like, uh-uh, I'm not doing this. <laughs> yeah. Definitely possible. Okay, I have to get Taylor on here then. Well, oh, that was such a cool story. I'm glad I got to hear it. I feel like 
I don't know why. Maybe I never like went through this whole story. I was just like, oh, you yeah. got your mom. And then you just go straight into being a mom. You're like, I'm tired yeah. now. No, but we talked a lot about eating. like the um the birth the breastfeeding because that was hard for me. Um, because it didn't happen. And mm-hmm. that was hard. Um, yeah. I have an inverted nipple. And so they like the lactation specialist was stressing me out. And then they were like pump and the little the golden shit that's supposed to come out <laughs> yeah I just yeah. It, I, it never happened and I pumped and I pumped and I tried and I tried and I ate some cookies and everything and then mm-hmm. my doctor was also um she had just had a baby a couple of months before I did so she told me when I went to my 12 week checkup or six weeks whatever it is she said hey um don't stress about it like my milk never came in either and I was like never she was like no like never and I was doing everything like wow. but you know we're going into like it was like a, the start of a formula shortage and then like and it was COVID and so I had like oh, got vaccinated yeah. and so they were like try to breastfeed so the baby can get some of the vaccine because you know he can't be vaccinated so yeah. I was like oh my gosh I got like my chest is huge for no reason I can't even feed my child <laughs> That was hard because I was like, was talking about our big old boobs. <laughs> literally, that's what we were talking about. <laughs> literally, that's what we talk about all the time. Like, why would these shits go down? Down, they're just useless. And that's what I say. I'm like, they're useless. Like, what's the point of growing if you can't even feed your damn child? Like, oh so trash. Well, yeah, we'll never have to get into that in the part two because we're getting close to our little hour yeah. mark. But like, now I have rapid fire questions, which you know, I didn't send you all these, so you're not gonna be prepared for them. So it's fine to just have okay. like short answers off the dome. Okay. But, um, yeah, let's go. So fill in the blank for me. Motherhood is the most rewarding yet exhausting experience ever. <laughs> That's accurate. That's <laughs> accurate. <laughs> it's so fun, but it's so exhausting. <laughs> It's like they make you work for that fun. <laughs> they do. They make you work for the title, definitely. So, what are like the top five songs on your birth playlist? If you had one, oh, oh I definitely had one, and you know, Beyonce all day. Like I would send you a, um, I put her Homecoming Live album on there, and so when Jamal like literally when he came out, I just remember them laying out, laying him on my chest, and it was like, baby, I swear it's deja vu. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like boom he was there so I, Beyonce's whole homecoming album was on there but outside of Beyonce I had so I had the Lauryn Hill song um Zion of course I had <clears throat> Meek Mills Dreams and Nightmares because I needed a little right shade <laughs> to get me through that that's my song like he got me through Barbara up um and then I had um it it ain't over which is a gospel song by Marit uh Clark I love it um and then I had uh Jasmine Sullivan masterpiece because that was like super empowering like every part of me is a portrait of Mona and I'm a masterpiece and like I can do this um and I would say the fifth spot is Beyonce's whole album so we'll just leave that whole section to Beyonce (laughs) thank you Beyonce for helping us get through birth (laughs) hey literally thanks sis she don't know so then in one sentence what does this playlist say about you that I am a <laughs> ratchet professional <laughs> with a strong faith-based foundation. That's what it says. Oh, I like that. I like that. So now, what uh, TV show are you binging right now? I'm actually binging the... <laughs> 
Secret Sex Life of College Girls because you and Tiffany tell me to watch it. So oh, currently it's watching good, isn't it? It's, it's so good. good. Right? It's oh so my funny. God. It's so good. <laughs> I'm currently watching that right now. And I need to, I want to watch Bel Air, but you ruined it for me on Twitter with all your tweets. So I still haven't watched the first season. <laughs> no, ain't no way. I could have sworn you probably watched Bel Air because you was talking I, bad about me how I watched it so late. So ain't no yeah, that's why that's that, that's why I didn't that's why I didn't watch it because I was like I'm late and Jasmine just told me it all about it on Twitter and she missed everybody <laughs> else's Twitter rant so I'm not gonna watch it but I'm gonna watch it one day but well, yeah right now that's what I'm watching February, so I know I need to catch uh, see I'm just I'm just gotta think of some time well actually we'll talk about this I guess if you have me back for part two I did get a hernia after pushing Jamal out and it just sucks so I'm getting it removed so maybe when I'm like after my hernia surgery I will watch it since I have some days off do you have it scheduled already your surgery yeah it's February 17th okay that's soon is it like a quick thing or how yeah it's like super quick outpatient um it's just it hurts so bad like I was the doctor told me not to get it removed if I plan on having more kids I was like I'm gonna have to cross that bridge when we get there because like it makes my belly button look stupid and it just hurts like it feels like it's inflamed or something but it's Mm -hmm. like irritated and picking up a 25 pound toddler does not help so yeah we've been working on me not lifting Jamal so much so yeah oh we're praying you have like a quick easy surgery nice recovery and Thank yeah you. i don't want you having to live with that yeah I definitely can't. i feel like I, if it's like hurting now i can't imagine you having to get pregnant again and then push out another baby before you get it removed like wouldn't exactly that that's what i said it don't even make no sense i'm like well i'll just pay a little copay like whatever this is what we have insurance for like we'll deal with it <laughs> so what's your favorite product right now for your baby uh avino so all the Avino products, cradle cap, and he had like, he had a, I guess he had just super dry skin and I was using Baby Dub and Cetaphil and all these things that I thought because I have sensitive skin, no, Avino oatmeal bath, clear my baby face up like instantly. So I like, I love all their products and oh, it like, like helped with his, his cradle cap too. Cause he caught cradle cap when my baby went bald at like seven months, but he back. His mm-hmm. hair back. So. <laughs> luckily infants can be bald and they like still cute so still cute exactly (laughs) so here's like a little situation you're being called in five different directions say the baby needs you your partner your work has a deadline just the list goes on what's the first thing you do in that moment I stop and I say okay god what are we doing and then I take a moment to myself um because like I said I really do believe once you grow a pair of lungs you are a goddess and I have these goddess (laughs) affirmation cards that I read every morning so I really like you know um I really think I'm a goddess. Like I know I am. I don't, you can't tell me any, you can't tell me any different. Yeah, you can't tell me I'm not. Different. Yeah, you, you can't really can't tell me I'm not. <laughs> so I will take a pause and I will talk to my husband and then we will get Jamal together. And then work will probably be like a close second because I do criminal defense. So like when people need me, like it's their freedom on the line. So I do not take that lightly because I believe in the constitution and I believe in justice. And so I have to make sure my clients are straight. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, So that sounds a bit stressful. It makes me wonder like, what's your favorite act of self-care with like, you know, this very high stakes job? Oh, I have so much fun. So I work out in the mornings at 5 a.m. 
I love it because you just get to start your day. I haven't been doing it lately because the program I was doing changed their workout times and they don't have a morning class anymore. So it's kind of impossible. But I love working out. And then me and my friend, um, her name is Monique. We have a like a self-proclaimed book club and we read books and we journal. And then we try like different coffee shops around the town. So I love doing that with her and then nail shop and getting my locks retwisted. Like that's my, really my self-care. But I really like exercising. I really I like exercising more than I did when I was an athlete. Because when I was an athlete, I didn't really yeah. like it because I had to do it. But now I'm like, oh, yeah, I can go do this. 45 minute hit class like it's fun yeah now that we choose to do it it feels different exactly not voluntary mandatory work okay so what about what's your favorite meal um that I cook or that I like to eat that you like to eat oh okay so girl Mexican give me some chipotle give me real Mexican give me a margarita <laughs> give me <laughs> salsaritas I can eat Americanized Mexican I can eat real anything Mexican. with the Rita at anything the look anything with some rice and some chicken and some queso we can make it work <laughs> <laughs> I like that what about favorite movie my all-time favorite movie is Remember the Titans. Like, I'm obsessed with that movie to the point where everybody hates when we watch it because I can literally quote Denzel's, like, whole speech um, <laughs> in the whole entire movie. But a close second is anything with Matthew McConaughey in it being a TV lawyer because he's my favorite lawyer. So when I go into court, he used to be the standard. But now, since there's so many Black female lawyers on TV, like, I'm Jax from Reasonable Doubt. So she's Ooh, now yeah. my inner person. Um, but besides that, 100% remember the Titans. Like, I just love that movie. I don't know why. I love football. I don't think Jamal will play because CTE is real. But, yeah, I love football. Oh, I love that. Okay, last one. What's the next fun thing you want to do to let loose? Oh, Taylor's Bachelorette party is in March. So that is literally what I can't wait to go. Just because I haven't seen, like, my friends in forever. Well, it's going to be so much fun. You better uh, put it on your Instagram story. <laughs> you know, seeing some pictures. I mean, you know, it's Tay Tay, so we're gonna have fun. Ooh, where y'all going? Or wait, maybe don't say it. I don't know if she knows. She would know, right? She would know. She, she knows. knows. Just she picked a place. We're going to Phoenix, so okay, okay, interesting. interesting. Yeah, interesting. Like spa. We're gonna be hiking. I guess becoming one with goddess and nature and natural energy or something. But it's yeah. gonna be fun. <laughs> <It's> gonna be <laughs> fun. <laughs> Oh, well, thank you so much for making time. I know it's late for you, but it was really fun to just talk to you and catch up. And like, we got to get you back for the part two. But that yes. also means I got to find more people to finish out this season one. So, you know, I need some more folks. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm going to try. I'm going to text you some names. I think I have some people that have, if they're comfortable with sharing their birth story, then I think they would have some really interesting stories um, yes, for to sure. share with you. I mean, even but people who, like, me. aren't pregnant or who, like, haven't even given birth yet. Like, I was thinking about some moms who are just, like, I want to be a mom. And, like, oh, yeah. in whatever stage that is, whether it's, like, like, one of my friends, she actually had to get, like, a fibroid move. And I was, like, you know what? I feel like we don't talk about fibroids enough, especially as black we women. Don't. So I might, I might exactly. have, like, an episode like that. I think that's important. It is important. I have two friends that are going through the same thing. One's already had a baby and one hasn't yet, but it's definitely real and we need to talk about it more because um, I had two sis that they found while I was pregnant with Jamal, but they went away. So, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so they didn't remove them, but the doctor 100% planned a C-section so she could like take, she was like, if you, we can do a C-section and we can just take them things on out. I was like, okay, let's just hope they disappear and they disappeared. So, Ooh, manifest, another manifestation. Mm -hmm. Thank goodness. 
Yes, but thank you so much. I love your podcast. Uh, we talked for like an hour. I hope yeah. everybody makes it through the hour. But you know, if you don't, we still love you. <laughs> we still love you. We're glad that you're listening. And you know what, Janae, thanks for listening to all of them and always giving me your feedback. I appreciate it so much. I love it. I love it. I cannot <laughs> wait to hear your story. I know. Yeah. So we'll have to make time for you to ask me these questions. And I'll have to try to remember because my child's getting big now. And so yeah, I hope I remember enough. all these little pieces. <laughs> We'll give you time to outline it. Right? Yeah, I got to think about this for real, like for a day. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, I'll let you go to bed, though. Okay, love you, Jasmine. Love you. you. Thank you all for listening. It's the end of the episode. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Bye.